Sunday, February 10th, 2019, and welcome to Flickr Effect. This is episode 282. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hey. What's up, guys? What's up, what's up? Uh... Yeah, plenty to talk about this week. We got some movies we've seen. The Lego Movie 2 came out this weekend. A little bit of news. The BAFTAs happened today out there oh, in yeah. London. BAFTAs. So, I like the BAFTAs. Do they air the BAFTAs? They do. I think it's on like TNT or TBS or something like that. Right. Or USA. That's what it is. I think it's oh, on USA. Okay. Yeah, TNT gets the SAG Awards. The SAG Awards. That's right. Sorry. Continue. Anyway, and the, gra- and the Grammys Shout out to tonight. Bobby Jackson who couldn't make it today. Yeah, Bobby's not with us yeah. today. One of his rare... Man down. Man down. Of the like three times in a year that he's like not on the show, All I'm right. surprised that it's only it's only February and this is the first one. I'm like, wow, pulling an early yeah, out because yeah. out, he doesn't miss a show. Man. Michelle's going to give him shit next week. Well, he yeah, he's definitely going to have to bring a uh, sick note. He's definitely going to have to bring a sick <laughs> right. note or something. Because right. I mean, the look on my face, that, I mean, when David said, oh, no Bobby today, I was just like, I don't understand. Does he die? What do you mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, maybe it's just because it is a light news week and he's just like, well, I don't really want to do it because it's light news. <laughs> so I'm just not going to show up. <laughs> it's just like, maybe. okay, well, the hell with it then, Bobby. No, but he's missed. Yes. What's up, Bobby? Yes, he is. What's up, Bobby? Um, but in the meantime, yeah. What have we, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? What's been going on? There was a Super Bowl at the beginning of the week. There was. It was super boring. It was a super boring uh, Super Bowl for those of us watching it on TV, but some people didn't watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Some people were yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I feel like I know where you're going with that, David. Whatever. Where are you going Whatever. with Where am I going with this? Whatever. Yasha, you went to the Super Bowl. You were there yes. in the stadium. Yes. I was there in the stadium sitting on the corner end zone, 35 rows away from the field. It was wow. pretty amazing. Quite surreal. Um, the whole experience, it was surreal. It was quite fun. The experience in itself is kind of hard to describe. Everybody's really positive. Tons of security all over the place, which, you know, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't really mind it. And it was, um, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun and a great time. You know, even in the game, not being a high scoring game and not being super offensive, I still found it to be really, um, exciting just being in the building and feeling the energy nice cool i hear that so the atlanta stadium like their food prices are actually somewhat reasonable for sporting events they are insane um any given sunday when they do a regular season they have like they kept their their prices for the stadium for food kind of like what they did I don't know when the stadium was first being built or when Atlanta and the Falcons first were established. So like in the eighties or seventies or whatever it was four or $5 beers, $2 hot dogs. I bought chicken fingers, fries and a water and it was $9. Shut up. Yeah. And I've had, I had people that were like, Oh yeah, I bought a beer and you know, fries or beer and you know, something to munch on. And it was under 10 bucks. Like that's, that's their niche. They wanted to try and make sure that, you know, people really enjoyed it. And that was their, that was their niche. And it, it, it works. Like, it's really, really cool when you think about it. Like, I mean, there were people walking back from the stands with like 
a dozen hot dogs and they're just like, anybody want a hot dog? Anybody want a hot dog? And right. we're all just kind of like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good. Cause he came back with like legitimately like six to eight hot dogs because they're only $2. And I'm not mm. talking about, Oh, it's like, you know, these little mini Franks or whatever and stuff like that. I mean like full size, like almost Dodger dog type hot dogs, just regular hot dogs for two bucks. And it was great. See, and like, that's the kind of stuff like I miss. Cause like when I was a kid, so my dad and I used to always go to baseball games, like all the time, major league and, and triple uh, a, like we were always at baseball games and like people in our section, you don't even know these people. Like people would literally, they would literally, like you're saying, buy like a dozen hot dogs or whatever. Be like, Hey, Hey, y'all want what you got, what you need, what you need. And like, if somebody went up for a beer, they're like, Hey, I've got a, I can get a tray so I can hold like six to eight beers. So who wants one? I'll grab them. And like, People just did that because the prices were reasonable. And it's so a different era now where we, we pay so much money for these things. And so, no, like your neighbor don't got your back because he barely got his. <laughs> it's expensive now. So I think that's one of the coolest things that uh, I can hear. But out of curiosity, so, you know, the, the thing about the Super Bowl you know, on TV was kind of boring for the game and I'm not a Patriots fan. So it was kind of a snooze fest for me, but like, I felt like this year the commercials weren't as good as they usually are. And like, and I enjoy Maroon 5. Do you don't get me wrong. I think they are a great pop rock band and I think they perform well in concert venue arenas, but I feel like for a halftime show, that was really boring <laughs> and <laughs> and and i wonder if in the stadium that it felt that way like were you like man this is amazing because from the tv viewers perspective it was a snooze fest and a half and that's nothing on maroon five i just think they were a poor choice for a halftime show like i want to be wowed i want spectacle i want Katy perry riding out on a lion i want gaga from the sea i want things to happen you know and so yeah, it was kind of lame on our side. So how was it in the stadium? Oh, no, it was kind of lame all around. Okay. Uh, when we were sitting there watching it, and I, we were just kind of like, I was hyped because I was like, okay, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see this halftime show live. This is probably going to be surreal. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be blown away. Right. And then I was filled with so much lackluster, I could barely stand, stand it at all. That's like, it was so just kind of blah like it really never had that moment yeah it never really had that moment where you're just like wow look at this like they really went above and beyond here's my thing like i think maroon 5 is a fine band like i mean i've enjoyed some of their music mm -hmm. i think they're very good performers i also think that the people that want to see maroon 5 pay to go see maroon 5 right. i think for a, a venue like this where it's so universally watched across the country you need to find somebody that's almost like universally liked and loved. Like it's not necessarily going to be Maroon 5. I'm talking about like something that's electric and like exciting, like maybe an older rock band or something that has just the panache to just be an adored universally, basically like, you know, finding like the red hot chili peppers and have them like perform something out there. A couple of their really big hits right. or, even like a Paul McCartney with three other guys that just do the cover for like any of the Beatles songs that you have, or even the Rolling Stones or, you know, like U2. It's like, 
these are all bands that are like rock bands that just like wow everybody in there just so taken back because this is like this is supposed to be the show of shows like right. not just for sports but for like entertainment in itself especially when people are performing and you watch it and you're just kind of like i'm watching this and i'm like okay the most electric thing that you've done so far is take off your shirt <laughs> this sucks like, well, I, like i mean you and you sound spoiled. I sound spoiled saying that. Like I sound like a little a douchebag saying that. I get it, but at the same time, it's like this is you know watching Katy Perry like ride in on the lion and then bring out like Missy Elliott. That in my right. mind, nobody knew she was going to be there, and then she just she came out and we're all like, "Wait, is that Missy?" And just right. like, "Holy shit!" Like everybody just kind of like everybody was talking about it the next day i feel like everybody was talking about this but not in the uh, an adoring family no. kind of like oh well, yeah i guess it was kind of cool like i mean it was all right and that's why i think it's like the people that want to go see maroon five they go to see maroon five you know they pay to go see the maroon five they pay to go see adam you know this is just like we're all just kind of there and he's up there singing some songs and it's just kind of like all right yeah this is kind of cool hmm. yeah like there is so the night before the Super Bowl, there's a ton of stuff that happens in the city where the Super Bowl is, right? And one of the major things was a Foo Fighters concert, <laughs> like a legit Foo cool. Fighters concert. And from what I hear from other people, that was freaking off the hook, like just insane energy and stuff happening. And apparently, everybody thought it was a maze balls. And I'm just like. So why weren't the Foo Fighters the halftime show? <laughs> and then like, you know, just like get us the Foo Fighters. Get us, you know, like you're saying, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then like surprise the hell out of us with Run DMC for like a hot 30, 45 seconds. You know, like do something really spectacular here, man. This is the time. Yeah. This is where you throw down your money. This but, is when yeah. you pair like Madonna with, I don't know, with like a big boy you know and right. bring out at cast and like it's like holy right. shit is, is madonna on stage with like jay-z like how does that right even right that that's what i want to see out? that's what i want to you know? see gosh darn it anyways and you know but it's like it's it's so funny you say like like foo fighters like okay this is the weekend was surreal like our after party was I'm not kidding. Like it was probably the best party that I'll ever get a chance to go to. In my life. One of them, I should say. <laughs> and we fucking lost. Okay, like the team lost. We like, still had an awesome party. <laughs> we still had this amazing surreal party where it was all inclusive food, all inclusive alcohol. Like, and we had performers. One of which was um, Flowrider. I'm not a huge Flowrider fan. This venue was smaller than a House of Blues. But I'm telling you, that guy earned his money that night. I have never seen anybody get a crowd so excited for some of his music than this guy. Like, he brought people on stage. He had interaction with the fans. He was, he let a girl, one of my friends, pick up her mic, the microphone and sing with him. Like, I'm just wow. like, are you kidding me right now? Like, right. it was surreal. And that was the kind of energy. Like, this guy turned the entire party upside down. And there are a bunch of people there that work for, the Rams and we're all hanging out and we're all just in this melancholy state of mind because we just lost like it's an end to an amazing season. And we're all just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's cool. Let's listen to some music. And then he comes up on stage and just completely rips this, the roof off of the place. Nice. Like I, you forget how awesome, how, so, how much fun of the music was. And I'm not even a huge flow rider fan like that, but he just, 
He brought it. He turned it out. Yeah, right. he just brought it. It nice. was amazing. But it's like that's the kind of energy that you expect to see at, say, you know, the store, the the Super Bowl, the halftime show. You know, right. you want a surprise. You want that surprise, and you want that actual electricity where it's just like you're like kind of blown away, and just really enjoying every single minute that they're on stage. Did and, you get to do anything awesome out in Atlanta while you were out there, or was it mostly just kind of central to that region where the stadium is and that kind of stuff, or did you get to like see the city a little bit? You know, we were going to try, but we just, there were so many different, so much traveling going on that we were just like, by the time we got around to like, oh, should we go do something? It was already like 12, 1 o'clock, you know, we're right. just like, yeah, I get we're going to have such a long day tomorrow. Why don't we just go out for a really nice dinner? And my cousin and I just went out for a really nice dinner, went back to the hotel, had a few drinks and then called it a night at like 1 o'clock. Like, yeah. I mean, really didn't do much. So it was... It was fun, and it, you know it was fine. I mean, we went to, we found out that one of our favorite steakhouses was legitimately next door to the hotel that we that I was staying at. Oh. So I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> you know, like right. it's, it's where we go every time I go visit him in New York. We go to a restaurant out there in the city, and it just turns out that there was one right next to our hotel. So we just went up there and you know had a really nice long you know dinner and had a couple of steaks and just kind of hung out for a little bit and. We called it a night, and then the next day we started the process really, really early to get everything going. Cool. Sounds like you had a good time. It was amazing. Thank you for asking. It was really uh, kind of surreal. Cool. So other than the Super Bowl, uh, watch anything this week? Or I finished The Punisher Season 2. Cool. And... I think the jury's still out on how much I liked it. I think I like I like the first one much, much, much more than the second one. I did enjoy this one. I felt it was a little predictable, and I felt like they were kind of going with a recipe for the show or for how this character could be. Um, that just seemed a little played out. I don't know if it was something about it, but I just I, I felt like I, I knew where it was kind of going the entire time, and. While I enjoyed it and I enjoyed watching John Barenthal and some of the characters interact with each other, I enjoyed the first season much, much more than I did the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was still good. I, I would still recommend it to anybody that is a fan of the Marvel series. Definitely take the time to watch it. Um, do I think it was as good as the first one? No, I don't. But um, which is a shame because some of the other series, it's just you know they're. They're damn good. I mean, so far, I think the winner still is is Daredevil because it just got progressively better each season. And that wasn't necessarily the case with this one. I, I did enjoy it, but it felt like it was missing something. Um, maybe more of a puzzle piece that, you know, we didn't have, which I understand the cliche of me saying that because the main bad guy is Jigsaw from the, the show. But it was still, um, it still was missing a little bit of something for me, but I did enjoy it. Nice. I also got a chance to watch Velvet Buzzsaw. You guys did a spoiler effect for this one. Um, I didn't listen to it on purpose just because I didn't want to be tainted in regards to like um, hearing what you guys thought of it. But I'm looking, I'm interested to now hear what you think of it. Um, I liked it. I thought it was quirky. I thought it was good. Um, I think there's something seriously wrong with uh, Dan Gilroy. Because he he comes up with these very obscure, wonderfully tormented characters and disturbing characters. And it's just, everybody was so interesting. And I can kind of see that 
the personalities really kind of being like that out in LA in this art world. And I just found it super, super interesting. Like it was, it was different. Like I was like, this is kind of crazy. Like this is cool. I like it because when people, you know, since it is kind of like a horror film, I like what he did with, you know, and something that I kind of classify when I'm, when I'm speaking about Spielberg, when he does something that's suspenseful or kind of scary or whatnot, he, you know, he shows the, the, he shows the brutality and the graphicness graphics or the, um, I lost my train of thought, but it's like the, the horrible act of the violence without actually showing the violence. And I think that's always very clever when you can basically use your own imagination and watching a film as to how horrible it is, what's happening to the person. I mean, it wasn't super graphic throughout the entire movie. In fact, there was only one very graphic scene from what I can recall, um, just when one person died and they showed a little bit of blood. But aside from that, it was all very, you know, use your imagination as to how brutal this is going to be or what's going to happen here. And I kind of dig that kind of thing because it, it's, it makes you, leaves the imagination dancing around as to like how obscenely violent it, it is without actually having to see it. And so many times people get caught up with showing the violence because in the brutality, because we have the special effects to go ahead and do that. And, you know, we didn't get that with this. We got more of the suspense part of it. And I like that. Right. Yeah, I was, I, and I'll speak for Bobby. I, I feel like Bobby and I were on the same page on that movie. I think we were both kind of mostly kind of ho-hum on it. Didn't really quite work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Michelle, I know you, you had a bit of a different opinion than we did. But. I thought it was fun. Like, I, I took it kind of lightheartedly. I didn't get too, like, caught up in the seriousness or anything. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I had a good time. Like, I just, I thought it was fun. And, yeah, like, that world, I could see that that's exactly how the art world would probably be in L.A. or New York or Miami. And it would be that that level of intensity as far as money and who's in and who's out and how quickly it all changes. And right. And so I think it's kind of, yeah. fun. but like I, I enjoyed every death that occurred. I thought it was kind of fun and, weird, and that sounds horrible. It makes me sound like I'm weird serial killer or something, but like they were entertaining. Like I was just kind of like, Oh, it's inventive. Like I could see how each one was going to be from a mile away. But at the same time I was like, yeah, I'm kind of curious to watch this play out. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I, I liked it. I, I think I'm with you, Yasha. I think, I took it at face value and just had a good time with it. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I like Jake, uh, Hall. Um, I think he's a fantastic actor and I think working with Dan Gilroy, I think something comes out of him. Yeah. Like he likes working with him. Yes. Um, cause he really gets into some of these, well, the two characters that I know that he's done, which is, you know, this one and, uh, Nightcrawler, um, which is, you know, a really, really dark ass film as well. But it's, um, it's fun to, um, it's fun to see, like, you know, I did, I took it at face value. I enjoyed all the deaths. I was looking forward to seeing how they all kind of happened. Um, and I really, really enjoyed John Malkovich's character, especially at the end. Yeah. And won't get into too much of spoilers with that. So it's like, I mean, just leave it as it is. And it was a, it was a fun movie. It was, it was fun. So how about you, Michelle? What have you been watching? I 
I haven't watched a ton, I'll be honest. I think I've had a really busy week this week. <laughs> and so like what very little I've watched has mostly been like like shows that I know or movies that I know because they're on the background because I'm cleaning or I'm cooking or I'm like like I've been doing things. It's just not been a very like, let me sit down and put my focus into watching something kind of a week. Um, but I did today get a chance to see a brand new film in the movie theater. Got to see the Lego Movie Two. Uh, what's the full title? Lego Movie Two. The Lego Movie Two: The Second Part. The second part. There it is. See, I should know that. Um, but yeah, I got to see that today, and uh, I liked it. I think it's again. I think it's a lot of fun. It's. Um, I, I will say I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I I still had a good time with it. I think the first. Um, the first act I thought was kind of, I thought it was good. It had some good humor to it. And it kind of brought you into what's happening now. The second act was kind of droops. It's it's a little slow in that, but that third act brings you back. And I think was really the the best part of the film. And I don't know. I, I think the humor was, it was kind of fun and lighthearted, but at the same time, kind of a little more on the adultish side. And I think, and I say not like, it's like, like edgy, like adult edgy, but it's more like adults will get these jokes. These are jokes that are like, things that are happening in the social realm or they're like jokes between like like married old married couple jokes kind of thing like it's you know kind of adultish humor and I think that was kind of fun um and I, I will say like it's funny because I feel like the main characters for this film don't stand out but you know then there's like the side characters like Will Arnett as Batman I think is awesome <laughs> I think mm. he was a, a good moment and then like as weird as these little like side characters that were used like as weapons on the one side, on the star side, that were like these little hearts and little stars, and they're voiced by kids, and they are so freaking cute. And I think they kind of stole the show because they'd be like, "Oh, hi, I'm so cute." No, you're so cute, and they were just—it was adorable. It was adorableness overload. I thought it was fun. I had a good time with it. I'm. I'm yeah, it's a kids movie. You can't got to have a good time with it. Uh yeah, I saw it too. And uh I mean, yeah, it, I thought it was fine, but I definitely didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I enjoyed the first movie. And I I would say I loved the first movie. I I was shocked how much I liked that first Lego movie, but I don't know. I guess uh for me the the thing that I did I didn't enjoy as much as you did with this movie was the humor. I guess a lot of the humor just didn't really do anything for me. I didn't really find myself laughing as nearly as much in this as I did in that first film. And, and there's, there's some other aspects of the story that I was like, eh, maybe I, I kind of wish they had done things differently, but for the most part, I think I just didn't find it all that funny, but I agree. Like the, the third act was definitely kind of brought me back in and I, I enjoyed the way the movie ended for sure. But I don't know. It, and it didn't quite work for me at the level that the first film did. So, do you think that you didn't, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, I'm no. curious. Do you think that you didn't enjoy this one nearly as much because you enjoyed the first one so much and your expectations were just so high as to like what this film was going to be and how fun that you were hoping that it was going to be or eager to see how it was going to be or anything to that effect. Like, do you think that played into anything when it came to, you know, the movie 
Because, um, I mean, I know that's happened to me in the past where it's just like you have these huge high expectations um, and then it just doesn't really deliver on what you're expecting. Like, I honestly had forgotten that it was coming out this weekend until I walked by a movie theater and I was like, oh, shit, Lego movie came out this weekend. Like, I just I felt I felt that it was months away still. Actually, I don't think that's really the problem here. I I think what I'm going to say is somewhat similar to that, but it's more like. I think my problem is, is that that a lot of the enjoyment of that first movie was really dependent on we had never seen this before. We had never been through this before. And, you know, it was an experience where we kind of didn't quite know what was happening. And at the end of that movie, it was like, oh, wow, like I kind of wasn't expecting this. This is cool. But with this movie, we've we've done it before. And it didn't really take us down a different road where it was like, oh, wow, this now we're doing this different thing now. It's it's kind of in a way more of the same. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Right. And so now this movie is really dependent more on what is this plot line and is it funny? <laughs> like and when it came to the funny, I just didn't find it as funny. Now, I mean, some people like you, Michelle, it sounds like, and I'm sure a lot of people I've read a couple quick reviews, but it seems like some people think it's quite funny. And, you know, I can't begrudge you for thinking it's funny. I just didn't, I didn't quite think it was all that funny. So, but yeah, other than that, like, yeah, the first movie did something which we'd never seen before. And now this is just kind of doing that again, but a little just a different story, right. if you will, like without getting mm-hmm. into spoilers. So it's like, okay. Like, right. But if you want to get into spoilers, we did do a spoiler show on it. We did do, Michelle and I recorded a spoiler effect that, for that today. So as of the time this is out there, if you're listening to this, it is released. So yeah, you can go check that out on our website. And uh, it's a separate podcast feed if you're curious. You can find it in Apple Podcasts. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I guess I just didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping to enjoy it. <laughs> it's kind of where I am. And uh, real quick, I mean, now that we're on that subject, uh, I'll bring up box office numbers real quick. It definitely did not perform as well as Warner Brothers was hoping. Um, I don't think the promotion behind it was as strong as it was with the first one. I That, that was kind of my thing. Yeah, I feel like That's there I has too. been a lot of like, kind of buzz and excitement around it i I agree i don't feel like there's been a lot of marketing i guess warner brothers was anticipating a 50 to 55 million dollar weekend um it came in at 34.4 um 52 worldwide but 34 is not a good pull oh no no not not so great oh no especially because it's like it really didn't have anything to compete against this weekend really and the thing is is i think Either next weekend or the weekend after, as far as like kids movies, family films, next weekend or the weekend after is uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So quickly that will, as far as family films go, will trump that, I would I would say. Right. But yeah, that, f- that first movie pulled in $69 million in its first weekend. So that's a decent drop off, like from, from the original to the sequel. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't think marketing was there on this one. I really... I really don't think I, I don't think marketing was there. That's just my opinion. I don't though. think marketing was there, and then I think the marketing that was there. I will say, watching trailers for it, I thought they looked amusing. Like you, you know, you point out like the the kitty kind of Duplo stuff, and 
and the I like, cute I like, like Unikitty and the Duplo stuff. And I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like that stuff in the trailer was like, oh, this is kind of cute, funny. But for the most part, I I will say those trailers, I was like, eh, like. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, man, I don't have super high hopes here right. <laughs> like, other than the fact that it's the Lego movie. And I love the first one so much. And it was, you know, Lord Miller didn't come back to direct, but they did write this movie right. and produce. So I was like, oh man, so far everything they've touched has been pretty amazing. And uh, I was kind of had a, maybe some expectation there, but I don't know. Yeah. So it definitely, it underperformed certainly in Warner Brothers' eyes. I I will say I have one gripe and it's not for the movie. My gripe is like, so we go to see this kid's movie and you know me, I I really do enjoy watching trailers. I'm sitting there and we had your kids with you today, you know, and so it's a little bit of a different experience and they were really well behaved. But let me just preface this by saying like, there was like 20 solid minutes of trailer before the freaking movie started. Now, for an adult film, I go in expecting that. But for a kid's film, you're talking How about many? kids. How long? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20. Oof. Two zero. There was a ridiculous amount of trailers before this kid's film. And granted, they were all kids' trailers. But I'm like, dude, you're losing the audience here. You're losing the focus group that's happening like at one point your kids turned to both of us and they're like is the movie gonna start oh yeah my son had already like the last before the like we were like four trailers away at that point from this movie starting and he was already like oh is it gonna start yet he was really like getting kind of annoyed himself he's six I was like, how many trailers can you put in front of a kid's film and then there was definitely that you know a couple points where i'm like oh this has got to be it and then it the last couple trailers at plays, yes, definitely you would think kid friendly movies, but they, they they even pulled away from the animated stuff and they did a trailer for Spider Man Far From Home and then the Shazam trailer. Right. And I'm like, oh man, now you now oh, you're man. just even getting more uh, trailers that are gonna be even less my kids are gonna be less interested in. Right. <laughs> you know, come on, like it was like, dude, throw throw down three kids trailers. What are the next three kids films coming out? Okay, so you got dragons, you got uh Pets Life 2 and uh, I don't know the adventure park thing right? right throw them down and then start up the movie dude these kids have an attention span of like nothing so like and their kids were really good but it was just so I was annoyed I was like for the love of God just play the damn movie yeah that was pretty bad oh it was ridiculousness sorry I just had a bitch about that it was no, it no, really kind you. of annoyed me today and like your kids were really good about it that's what was really funny about it because I think you and I were annoyed and they were annoyed. <laughs> we're just like good just play the movie just play Legos but yeah I will say you know speaking to the box office like we went to an early showing and it is a Sunday but still I don't know like a 1045 a.m. showing it was an IMAX like for a family-friendly film for a family-friendly film when you would think okay most people are gonna bring your kids to an earlier showing and it was I mean it was pretty quiet in that theater it wasn't it was was not a lot of people in there and I was kind of surprised I was like oh I expected a bigger draw basically like dead center of like the dead center of four rows and and that that was was it it. (laughs) but you know whatever whatever so what else did you do this weekend david what else did i do yeah Uh, somebody had a birthday this weekend did you see anything else did you you watch anything did you watch anything did you hear anything well i didn't watch anything on a screen really other than my my continuing game of thrones marathon leading up to the new (laughs) season 
Um, other than that, I finally, finally saw Hamilton on stage. And heard the music for the first time. Yes. So, yeah, for those who don't know, like, I, I've been resisting listening to the music from Hamilton, not because I'm not wanting to hear it, just I was definitely taking the perspective of, hey, you know, I one day I'm going to see this on stage and I kind of want to have an experience of having not heard the music before, especially considering the last time I had done that, I had seen a show. It turns out I hadn't listened to the music and I really enjoyed that experience. That was Book of Mormon. I, I'd never heard that music before. And when I saw it, I, I was glad I hadn't heard it because there was stuff that happened in that musical that I was just like, it really caught me off guard. <laughs> And it was a really great experience. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to do that with Hamilton. I'm One day I'll see this. I'm not going to listen to it. And, and Michelle, yeah, you know, you're obviously a huge fan. And I've been like, do not play it around me. I don't, I don't, it, you know, one day I will watch the show. It may be a while because it costs an insane amount of money to see this. And it's super popular. But one day I'll see it. So it's finally here in Orlando. Um, I think it's got like a week left maybe of its run. Yeah, I it's think here it's for like a while. It was, it was here for like, th- I think technically it's like three and a half weeks. Yeah, it's a decent run. It's a decent run here for us because sometimes we only get them for like two weekends and they're gone. Yeah, I have a feeling a show like Hamilton, when it stops at a city, it, it's, it's it's stopping longer than a lot of yeah, shows. Yeah, it's living there huh. for a while. Um, so, yeah, saw Hamilton this week and there's no doubt like... This is also a game of like, it's like you already talked about earlier, Yasha. It's the expectations game. Like, this is a show that is just has people like in hysterics in terms of their fandom for this. And it's hard not to go into this like, wow, like I in my lifetime, I have never seen a show with this kind of excitement around it. So like I I was really walking into this like I really have to temper them my expectations here. Like I'm I have a bad feeling I'm going into it really expecting to just be completely blown away because this is apparently like the best musical ever. And I will say it is a fantastic show. I'm not kidding. It is a great show. At the same time, like, did I walk out of it going, this is a great show, everybody. But we could also calm down just slightly. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> we could also calm down slightly. I mean, and I'm saying that, and I, I, I don't want to be misinterpreted here. It is a great show. It really, really is. <laughs> but it's just, it, it, that's just a result of, like, I don't. You know, in my position, and I don't know, maybe maybe a lot of people feel the way I do, and maybe a lot of people don't, who are going into it so late in the game and seeing it and experiencing it for the first time. But I have to imagine a lot of people would feel like me that, okay, like when you hear nothing but just like, oh my God, insane praise, and this this show is making just a ridiculous amount of money and is being treated like it is the second coming of Christ. And... <laughs> And then you walk into it and going, yes, this is a really great show, guys. This is really good. But, I mean, the amount of money people are spending to see it, I I would have to say to most people, if you're, like, sitting there going, man, should I really drop, like, $500 a seat on this? And I'd be like, this is a really great show. 
but I think you could wait a little bit. Like, like it's, you know, <laughs> right. that, that's a lot of money to be spending on a show. Um, I will also say too, going back to the whole, like not listening to the music beforehand. I really enjoyed my experience doing that with Book of Mormon with this part of me kind of wishes I had heard it. And Bobby brought this up on another episode of Flickr Effect um, because he finally had decided to start listening to some of it because he was in the same boat as me. He he and I had talked about it, I think, once off air. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm also not listening to it. And then we brought it up recently and he was like, oh, actually, I decided I've already started listening to some of it. And I guess a friend of his saw the show and said he had wished he had heard some of it because a lot of the rapping and and singing is so quick it can if you're hearing it for the first time especially in a stage environment where it's definitely not going to be the audio quality of you sitting at home listening to it on either headphones or speakers um you know it can be harder to understand every word coming out of their mouth and yeah i found that to be the case like really early on in the show i was like oh wow yeah this is going to be interesting i really need to focus on what they're saying (laughs) i think um and, uh, yeah, part of me kind of wishes maybe I'd heard it before. And especially a show like this, where, I mean, we're telling a story that's, it's one of those things. There's no, there's no real spoilers here, right? Like, come on, this is the story of Alexander Hamilton and it's, Aaron Burr. It's been a while, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's there's one been the, a milk commercial about this. Like it, it's a thing. People, right. People know how this turns out. So in that sense, it's like, you know what, maybe to those who are all who are also doing the same thing that I did where I wasn't listening to it, I might go, you know what? At least once. Maybe, maybe check it out. Like, I don't think it's going to ruin your experience. You know, I mean, for instance, Michelle, you had been listening to this for a long time. Right. And you had never seen this before. So you you saw this this week for the first time. Like, I, I visually saw this for the very first time. Right. And, I, and I will say, so when Hamilton first came on the scene, it was a thing. Like, it, people lost their ever-loving minds. And I basically waited to hear it because I was like, maybe I'll wait to see it. And then I very quickly realized, I'm like, I'm never going to get to see this show for a long time. Like (laughs) it very quickly dawned on me once the Tonys came around that season, I was like, oh wow. Yeah. I'm never going to get to see this show. (laughs) I was like, I need to just listen to it. I'm like, I need to give up on this like dream of seeing this show at least, you know, anytime soon. I'm like, if I really want to know this show, I'm just going to listen to it. So I wound up buying it on iTunes pretty quickly after the year it came out at the Tonys and it, or the grant. Yeah. The Tonys. And it won all those Tonys. And after that Tonys, it's, I was like, all right, I, I'm just going to listen to it. So I've been listening to it now for quite some time and I enjoy it. But I remember the very first time I sat and I listened to it and I will say I was smart. Like I was basically like a Saturday or a Sunday. I was at home. I wasn't really doing anything. I was reading or doing whatever, like maybe cleaning, a little like baking or something. But I was basically listening to the show from front to end the whole time. Whole show. And I kind of went, okay, that was really good. That was really something. There's a lot of energy here and I really like it. I'm going to have to listen to this a few times. (laughs) Like, Like, you know what's happening, but you're missing a lot of like jokes you're missing a lot of innuendo kind of things, uh, foreshadowing for later. Like there's a lot that's happening in the rap and in the, the, the story that's going on within the songs. Like it's layered. It's heavily layered. And 
I quickly realized I'm like, I'm going to have, this is going to have to be a thing before I really feel comfortable with this show. So I've been listening to it for a long time and I've, it's, it's got a special place in my heart and I really like it. So I was losing my ever loving mind going to this show the other night, like just geeking out so hard. My excitement level was insane. And I felt really bad because David is like, I'm losing my mind and he's trying to keep his expectations a little low. And I'm like, like I'm doing everything I can to be like, David, just don't expect to be an enlightened human being when you walk out of this film or musical. Like before we went like, in, I literally was like, we're not meeting Jesus. I was trying to be like realistic. Here. I was like, we're not meeting Jesus, but I'm really excited. Right. <laughs> but in, I will say like, as far as a Broadway show goes, it it is it is it is extremely inventive and ahead of its time there's things that they do and i will say for a set that does not change and i've seen broadway shows and i know that some of them literally only have one shift after the intermission and that's it this show has no set changes i mean there's obviously pieces being moved around here and there and yes. props but for the most part it's you are using your imagination right. most of the time here like 90% of the time Having said that, it is one of the most inventive layouts I've ever seen. And their blocking and their staging is so creative and so ahead of where I think a lot of other shows are. That's what makes it so interesting to watch. And that and the performances, these people freaking love what they do. You can tell. They love what they are doing right now on stage. And so the energy is really high and the songs are so good. And I don't know. I, I was very, I was, you know, un, un, unfortunately, I like David liked it a lot. He was very happy with it. I was, really I was blown away. Like I was like, this is like, I've always had wicked has been my favorite that I've seen in, in person. This is, this is officially surpassed wicked. Like that was Oh gosh, it was just something. Having said that, the performances were so so good. There was only one performance that was really good, but when I compared that one performance to every other performer on stage, I felt was lacking. The sad part was it was the gentleman playing Alexander Hamilton, the lead, <laughs> and he was really good. I'm not trying to discredit this gentleman at all. He has a ridiculously hard job. I would never in a million years try to be in his shoes. <laughs> But the guy playing Aaron Burr, the gentleman who's playing Lafayette and Jefferson, the woman playing the Skylar sister, like insane. They were just, oh God, killing it. It was so good. And yeah, I I was very happy with this. Um, it's funny because Dave and I didn't really talk a lot about it afterwards because I feel like there's so much to digest from that showing of seeing this, this stage show. But I was, but we we quickly were like, yeah, the performances were really good. Alexander was good, but everybody else was better. That's just how it was. So, but I, I, I've, I've been singing it in my head for date, like, oh, just dancing around in my little head. And, oh, I was just so happy to be in the room where it happens and it blew me away and everything. I got all the little Hamilton Lumen liners now. So happy. <laughs> 
happy. I will say too, being again someone who hadn't listened to the music ahead of time, and all I hear is that oh, it's like basically a musical, but it's a like rap musical, right? Like it's that's what I hear. So yeah. going into it, I was like surprised how much actual more traditional musical kind of singing is happening in this. Like it's not just like a straight up like hip hop concert, <laughs> you know? I mean, but based on things I hear, part of me was like, so I wonder if there's actually a lot of singing in this or if it's just straight up kind of rapping. That's not the case. Well, and I think a lot of it is that when you think of Broadway and you think of traditional Broadway, rap is not something you usually think about being in a Broadway show. And I think that's one of the aspects that made everybody go, what? This is so new and fresh. Oh my God, this is amazing. And rap. And Broadway is not like non-existent. It's just not a forefront for forty percent of the show. Let's say, right. right? You know, maybe you know Lin Manuel for In the Heights started kind of bringing it in. A couple other people started bringing it in, but for the most part, it hasn't been more of a focus. And this is the first time that you can go to a show, and I could easily say forty percent of the show is rap. And I think that was one of the major aspects that everybody thought was just so cutting edge for a Broadway show, mind you, to do for most of it. So. Right. But yeah, I think, and I guess this is a testament, though, to how good this show is. Like, you know, looking at, for instance, the listing of the musical numbers, which I happen to have right in front of me right <laughs> there's, now. There's a lot of them. There's a lot in both acts, and they're basically, basically equal. But that second act of the show, like when it ended and the show was over, I was like, wait, this this is the end? It feels like we're 30 minutes early. Like yeah, It goes fast. That second act goes quick. I'm like, it's over now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like just kind of caught me off guard. But anyway, I thought the show was great. I don't want to sound like I'm at all complaining about my experience. I think again, I, I if if there's a somewhat negative tone to my opinion, it is purely from a expectation perspective. Right. From all the hype that everybody has. All the hype. And right. I mean, and I'm saying this too, like I love musicals, but sadly I do not have a ton of experience with seeing shows live. Like I've listened to a lot. Right. But there has I will fully admit I don't have a huge background in terms of seeing a lot of shows actually on stage and maybe i don't know maybe that's part of it but yeah great show yeah don't don't go in debt to see this show no i have to agree do not go into debt to see this show it is a fabulous show but it is not worth five hundred dollars a seat ticket that's insane like again you're not meeting jesus right (laughs) like let's keep things in perspective here like it is still a a show but it is a really good show and again like i've only seen a handful of broadway shows but i will say like i've seen wicked on stage twice both times were spectacular show performances and this one still edged it out i was just like as far as a stage show goes this it's it's executed extremely well and wicked is really executed very well as well i've seen a couple others too that are really good but the my top two for sure are those right now like hands hands down i will say i'm 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 kind of proud that i now have your children singing hamilton it makes me (laughs) it makes me giddy inside my my daughter today at the the table like starts like i forget what she was kind of singing if you want to call it that she's kind of 
And I, at first, I'm like, what did she just say? <laughs> like, it's it's from this the song called My Shot. Right. No, I know. It's just at the time I'm saying, like, at first, I'm like, wait, what? what's happening right now? Oh, wow. Yeah, she's singing Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I have your kids singing Hamilton songs. So, yeah, that, other than uh, Lego Movie 2, that's really the only thing, other thing I've watched this week. I watched nothing else new. Um. That, that's what I got this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, I guess, if any new stuff, if we have some time. Uh, the BAFTAs were today. Apparently the Grammys are going on right now. The Grammys are going on right now. <laughs> I feel like the Grammys, I don't know. I'm such I, a loser. I'm not hip to music anymore. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I I love, I'm, I, I'm a musician. I love music. I, f- I don't know. I have mixed feelings on the Grammys. Some years I'm like, oh, I'm kind of interested and I'll decide to watch it if I'm not doing anything. But in terms of award shows and. Is it like the Golden Globes of music for you? No, it's not like that. I think <laughs> I think it's it's more like when it comes to the world of music and trying to go, hey, you are the best for this and best for that. It's to me, that's really hard to to go. Yeah, like you are better than all these other people. Like, it's just, it, it's harder to compare in a way. Like, right. I'm but, with I, you. but I guess if you're going from the perspective of, you know, hey, in terms of record sales, like, you've proven like yourself. Bill, the to, Billboard Awards. Right. But I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, the Grammys are happening as we, but as the we record. But happened earlier. BAFTAs happened earlier. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go through like every winner, but uh, Roma won Best Film. Um, and also best director for Alfonso, Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, he got director. Yep, he got director. Okay. Uh, original screenplay was the favorite. Adapted screenplay was Black Klansman. Ooh, sweet. Um, oh, that makes me happy. The adapter was uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and actress was Olivia Coleman for the favorite. And I believe uh, the favorite won a few awards. Um, yeah, also supporting actress Rachel Wise. Nice. Um, Who cinematography? Cinematography went to uh, Roma. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cold War was nominated. I know that's your and mine other yeah. kind of big cinematography pick, but yeah, Roma won. Man, it's uh, I'm happy and sad about that. Anyways, but yeah, the favorite also won costume design. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Makeup and hair also doesn't surprise um, me. Yeah. That's what I got in front of me. Oh, and uh, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, won uh, Best Animated Film. Nice. It's good to see. That is good to see. It makes me feel better about my options for Oscars, which, by the way, is in two weeks, kids. Oh, well, that's two weeks away. Two weeks. Two weeks, Oscars, Oscar 24th. Do we have a host yet for the Oscars? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure, as of this week, it is uh, official that there will not be a host. They are going hostless. Okay. I, I'm wicked curious to see how this goes down. Mostly just for the opening at this point. Like, the rest of the show doesn't really matter, quite honestly. But I, I, I got to see how this bad boy opens. I have to see how this opens. This, uh, the first 20 minutes. In terms of the host thing, and I think I've talked about this on here before. So if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. But I don't, I'm I'm curious to how they handle the no host thing, but I think it's going to be fine. Like, I really don't feel like a host is necessary with the show. The thing that I'm starting to get worried about, the more and more I hear about their, they really apparently seem really 
driven to make sure this show sticks to like a three hour schedule and is not too long. Yeah. And I get it. I get that probably the extreme majority of viewers are not like us and they're just the general audience that watches it but hates how long it is and they want to go to bed because they got to go to work the next day. I get it. I know I come from the perspective of I don't care. Like, I just like watching the Oscars. It's one night a year. If it's long, it's long. I just, it's always long. It's just, for me, that's how it is. Yep. I go into it with the mentality of knowing that I could possibly, possibly be awake till one in the morning on a Sunday night before I go to a job. Like, I literally, and like, (laughs) and I'm talking like, I've gone into it with that mentality since I was a kid. Like, my mom would let me hang out with her on Oscar night, knowing full well I had to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning to go to school the next day. And she's like, if you want to stay up, you can stay up. But... You cannot complain the whole day tomorrow to me about being tired. And I was like, okay. Like, that was the deal. She's like, you could stay up for it. That's fine. The one time you really could stay up, other than like New Year's, you can stay up, but you cannot complain about it. So I made it. I was like, okay. And so I'd always make it through knowing like, okay, tomorrow's going to suck, but I'm going to do this. It's like, it was like a challenge when I was younger and it's still kind of a challenge in adulthood. Like I'm going to do this. I'm super going to wake up in the morning at 6am and shower and then go to work and do a full day and everything's going to be awesome. That's what coffee is for. Hurrah! You know, like I just go into it knowing that's how it's going to be kids it's the oscars yeah so i don't know the more and more we're hearing that it's like oh man they they're really trying to stick to the three-hour thing i I think it was this week where it came out that i forget what news outlet i don't have it in front of me but that there's probably going to be some categories that they will show in the broadcast but they're going to give them away like during the commercial breaks and then (gasps) probably like edit them into the show which means you know that's going to be like your your probably your shorts and your sound awards and stuff <gasps> like it's just no. like the, the more and more I hear stuff like that I'm like man those I'm, are the people that are working really hard for that too like right. stupid hard I mean the, I will oh. say that when I first saw an article referencing that this of course the way titles on articles are it definitely worded it in such a way I think it was even in the body of the article that. Um, that they were just going to not show them and it was going to be doing the commercial breaks. But then I went to the source and indeed it was like, they're going to do it in the commercial and they'll include it still on the telecast. And I'm like, but yeah, still, how are they going to handle that? And how's, uh, I'm concerned. I have a bad feeling this show is going to feel like rushed and. Well, see, that concerns me because I remember a few weeks ago they were like, oh, we're only going to sing like two out of the five nominated songs. I'm like, what the frickity frack frack? Yeah, that's the last I've heard. But no, the new update is they're going to do all five songs now. But now they're going to do the five songs, but not show the winners for some other stuff. What the? Uh, Like my head's exploding right now. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I have a I have a bad feeling about the show, it, but again, not because feeling. of the lack of hosts. I I just have a bad feeling. Right, it's not. It's, the reason why I'm saying I'm excited for the beginning is because I'm hoping maybe they'll harken back to like doing something fun, video montagey kind of thing of the year at the beginning. It'll be cool, and then they'll go into the awards, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not worried about there not being a host. I'm just curious to see how they're going to start the show off. But that makes me sad that they're so concerned about the timing of it. That really just pisses me off. <laughs> I'm sorry to upset you. 
It's okay. I have wine to comfort me later. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's two weeks away. Yeah. It's going up soon. It is coming up soon. Man, we're going to have to do our Oscar pick soon. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Dude, we got to do our saying. next episode, I guess. We'll be doing I'm our... Saying. Got our, so, our usual wager over here. What is our usual wager? Who's going to buy dinner uh, at the end of a... Well, usually it's a Comic-Con, Comic-Con, except we probably all won't be there. <laughs> right. So I don't know how that'll work. We'll figure that out. Um. So what else happened in news this week? There's a. There's only a few. It's not a major news week, but there was like I feel like there was a good two. No, not two much. Other and I mean, we are running out of time. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, t- real quick, uh, we found out that uh, David Fincher's World War Z sequel is not happening, which I know you're super excited for. Thank God. <laughs> I know you're happy it's not happening. Is what I'm saying. Right. And I want to say like. Because, yeah, we've talked about this in the past, and I was not a fan of the idea of David Fincher directing a World War Z sequel. But what I what I mean by that is I love David Fincher. I think he is easily one of the most, I think, talented directors currently working right now. I, I love his films. No, you, you, you think extremely highly of him, but you are not a World War Z fan. I wasn't a huge fan of World War Z, and, I mean, sure... If you're if world if David Fincher's making a, a zombie movie, I'm like, huh, okay, cool. But he's making a World War Z sequel, so a sequel to a franchise, I'm already like, ugh. Like, I mean, sure, the sequel I would like to think would have ended up being really good, but I'm taking the perspective of man, this is David Fincher. He could be doing anything else, like right. a, an, an original piece, you know, piece of film. Like, you know, I'd rather him see see him do something like that i don't want to see him make a sequel to a franchise i don't even care about like so yeah when i found out that indeed i guess paramount pulled the plug on the the sequel sweet he can right. he can move on to doing something i might actually care about so uh, i think yash is gonna like this little bit of news so uh westworld heads back into production next month for season three which will be out in 2020 oh Okay. Well, because I know you really loved you, you liked the first season, but they kind of were like, meh. And then you, I guess we're going to try to watch it again. I, I remember you were like, I like it, yeah, but I, I don't like it. But I feel like you're very conflicted on this show. So now I'm trying to figure out, like, where are you? Like, have you rewatched the first season? Have you watched the second season? Where, where are you, Yasha? What's happening here? I still haven't finished the first season. Oh. I have, like, I think the last episode of the first season, uh, I don't know what happened, but I just missed it. And I just never went back because it's just, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. You know, like I was still very torn. And I was like, I know we've all had that conversation where, you know, you're just sitting there like, Oh, I, I feel like I should be missing something, but you're just not completely engrossed in the, the episode and the show. So you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, I'm just like, eh, whatever. You know, I just didn't, I just didn't watch it. I just didn't watch the the end of the first season, and I never watched. I never started the second season. I'm, I'm halfway I, I, through I'd season like two. Because yeah. Go ahead. No, because everybody has constantly um, ex- expressed that I would really enjoy it, and you guys have told me several times that I should. I just haven't. <laughs> I've just never done it. I just haven't done it. So. I'm halfway through. Season, to, I'm halfway so through season I'm, two, and I and I like it, but I will say I'm halfway through season two, and it's it's been over for a while. So something's happened where I've I've lost a little bit of pull for it. But I feel like I have time now. I can really I can actually restart season two, 
watch all of season two before season three comes out in 2020. So that makes me feel good on that that note. But I know some people that love Westworld are kind of like, I have to wait how long? Well, yeah, it was it was a longer than normal break between the first two seasons, yeah. and it's not surprising to me it's going to be a longer break again. Like, which is fine for me too because I'm also behind, and yeah. I'm I'm over here rewatching Game of Thrones, so you can see right. where my priorities lie. So Game of Thrones note, kind of, sort of, not really, but so uh, a show that you like, David, and I think Yash, you like it too, is Legion. So one, Legion's coming back for season three, yeah. but it's going to be its final season. Yes. And then a dude that was in Game of Thrones a million years ago. Yes. For like four episodes. Yes. Six, maybe. I think technically six. Uh, is going to be playing Professor X in season three of Legion. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry Lloyd. Yes. Played uh, Daenerys' brother mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. He's going to be Professor X. I could see it. I could see that. I can see it. Yeah, when I saw that too, I was like, okay, yep, I can see that. I buy that. I'm I'm down with it. I'm I'm the X Men girl, and I I like me some X Men stuff, and I I I really enjoy Legion. I actually, I might I'm also halfway through season two of Legion, and I need to finish the second season of Legion too. Yeah, Matt, I will fully admit this. I'm going to make no sense when it comes to my perspective on Legion because I haven't finished it. But I also find it to be one of the best shows I've seen in a while. It's fascinating. That, and that makes zero sense. Because if indeed it's the one of the best shows you've seen in a while, why in the hell haven't you, you finished would, it? You would think you'd blow through it, right? Right? Like, and I, 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 yeah. I have no explanation for my logic that I haven't finished that show. But... Just blame it that you have two kids. Yeah, yeah. It's the best excuse. I got two kids, a full-time job. That's, that's all I got. Right. And no, I'm, and I'm, I'm busy I'm rewatching you. Game of Thrones. I really need, I really need to finish, I really, I almost need to rewatch the first half of the Le- second season of Legion because I really like it. And I'm really looking forward to more Legion. And it's almost sad that it's only going to be a three season show. But I will say, there's a lot that happens in this show. <laughs> it's almost. I'm looking overload. forward to starting it. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it um, when it was first airing, but they just released it on Hulu, so I will definitely. I oh, just saw it that, so oh. definitely, I'll definitely power through it. Like I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Legion. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a show. I would also say though that, and I'm not saying this toward you, Yasha, more other people, but like it may not be for everybody. Yeah, and I don't mean that it's like weird. oh, it's. I don't mean it's like oh, it's too smart or anything. It's just it's, it's weird. A weird it's a little it's, weird i've definitely talked to friends who i will agree with them on a lot of things and they were turned off by just kind of how unconventional it is and i'm like well, let's stick with it you know that yeah that's how that's something that i mean i think we talked about on the show and i talked to bobby about it as well because i every at the end of or to the middle to the end of every single episode of the first season i always had the question is like do I want to keep watching this? Like, do I really need to keep watching this? Cause this is weird as hell. Right. Why am I still watching this? And then something would happen where I would really be sucked in and like, okay, I'm going to watch next episode. And then, you know, I had this conversation with Bobby and he's like, yeah, it's kind of like that. He's like, but if you watch, you know, this YouTube channel, they explain what's going on and what this is and what's going on. I was like, and I, and my response to that was like, why do I need to watch a whole nother show to understand the show that I'm watching? Like that yeah, doesn't make any right. sense to me. No, like, I, I, I'm with you. I'm not going to watch a 15 minute, you know, synopsis or diagram or, or breakdown right. of the show that I'm trying to watch just so I can understand what I'm watching. 
that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I was like, I should be able to put this together, whether I'm a casual fan or a diehard fan. You know, yeah. I was like, that's that's really where it comes down to this is in, in watching the show. I was like, and he was like, yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense. There's really no reason why you should have to watch that. And I was like, exactly. I mean, I'm interested, and I'm, I'm, you know, they have my my viewing and my ratings, but it's like, there's no reason why I should have to watch a whole other show just so I can understand this show. Right. My last question to you both is, what were your thoughts on the trailer for Shaft? Oh, the Shaft uh, sequel, or what is it titled? Shaft. Shaft. It's just Shaft. Was the yeah. first one with him just Shaft? I, I think so, actually. Yeah. See, now I'm confused. I know. I'm pulling up IMDb right now. I guess it's like Halloween. Halloween was just Halloween. Right. Okay, but what were your thoughts on Shaft? I mean, I'll say real quick. Uh, I actually was surprised how good it looked. Like, And I'm saying this. I have never I never saw that first one with Samuel Jackson. I didn't either. The one from 2000. And it's also just called Shaft, by the way. So they're both just called they're Shaft? They're both just called Shaft. That's I was weird. looking it up right now just to see if that's what it was called, and I was like, I'm pretty sure so it's his, just Shaft. So yeah. if you read IMDb, yeah, if you read IMDb, it says John Shaft Jr., a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, enlists his family help to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death. So yeah, what this this film is going to feature three generations basically of Shaft, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought the trailer was really entertaining. I. I'm kind of all in on it at this point. I I dug it. You dug it. You dig. You dig. <sighs> that was that was not on purpose. I couldn't help. I'm sorry. I know. Anyway, I'm playing Bobby today. That was a good Bobby. That was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go. You go. I asked you guys, so you you tell me. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. I was really excited when they did the first one and it was a lot of fun. The first one was really good. I enjoyed it a great deal. I was kind of bummed when I heard that they weren't going to do a sequel like right away, but that was most notably because I think, um, and they released this Samuel Jackson did not get along with John Singleton who directed the first one. Like they did not like each other. And it was just a point of contention and being on the set with each other. But I'm excited to see that Tim Story took over this role and is going to be directing this movie because I I like some of his work. I enjoyed the first Fantastic Four movie that he did. Um, I'm not talking about that disaster of a movie that was released a few years ago. Um, I'm talking about the one that was done, you know, I don't know, was what, 10, 15 years ago, 2007, 12 years ago, 13 uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four. And, Fantastic Four was in 05. Yeah, 05. And then Fantastic uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer was in 2007. So See, and I like Barbershop, and that was that was his earlier stuff. That was, what, 2001, yeah. 2002? 2002. Early. 2002. So, I mean, yeah, I, I liked Tim's story, and I think he does a really good job when he tells you know a story, for lack of a better way of saying it, and, and does movies. So I'm interested to see how this movie comes along and how this plays. And I'm looking forward to it. And I really dig the whole, I, I, I like the idea of the family coming together and actually this guy being kind of a nerd opposed to his dad and grandpa being basically cooler than cool. So this should be a lot of fun to watch. I agree. I It's funny because at first it's like, really? They're doing another Shaft movie? 
And I say that and I, I like Shaft, but I was like, really? I, I really, I had no idea this was happening. I was like, do, did we need this? And I'm watching this trailer going, yeah, no, no, yeah. This is, the, this is the movie I didn't know I needed this year. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, um, what is it? The bodyguards, the one that, the one that Sam did with, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, Hitman's Bodyguard. There it is. It was like the film I didn't know I needed, you know? And I was like, no, this is great. And I think that's what this is going to be for me this year. I think this film is going to be, it looks funny. And I, yeah, I'm in. I think it looks good. I think it could be a good, a, a good ride. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we all agree on that one. Um, well, with that that's going to do it for our show this week uh as always we'd love to hear back from everybody you can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com you can also reach out to us on twitter and instagram at flicker underscore effect and uh we are also on youtube at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect so you can find us everywhere basically is what i'm saying uh with that i'm david lott i'm yasha wilson And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening.